0: Hello world, welcome to another week of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz and Slees, I think it's safe to say we're both playing a little hurt today.
1: But uh, I left it all out on the field, I'll say that. It's my <laughs> debut, I wanted to give it all heart all the time and I feel like I did that. You could probably hear it in the voice, it's not ideal, but uh, left it all out there, played to the whistle, whatever other sports cliches you can throw at it. I gave it I gave it 100 yep. at Waste, all times.
0: Waste Management Phoenix Open Week takes... Takes
1: it all out of us. You said it best this morning on the radio. It's like this this week for us is like, it's like a trip to Vegas, right? You're looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. You show up day one. Everybody's ready to go. You put the pedal down. And then about two days later, you haven't let off the pedal. And you're like, all right, there's still five more days. Yeah. <laughs> I got five more days of this. I don't know how much longer I can last. So you, you're going on adrenaline. But, uh, man, it was cool to have fans back. We had 5,000. It felt like more than that, honestly, at times. But there was actual... Little, you know, some buzz for the first time around when Brooks hold the chip on 17. You could hear that all the way back. I was on 16T. You could hear on 16T, 15 green. It was cool to have just, even if it's just a little bit of, you know, ambiance at the tournament again.
0: Yeah, I know the players really enjoyed it. It's it's nice to make a putt and actually have somebody react to it, give them a little wave and all this. But what a performance by Brooks kepka coming in clutch as he always does. When he when he gets in the mix, he normally gets it done. And I mean, just an incredible back nine on Sunday. Um, was able to end up getting getting the title. I mean, there's definitely a few guys that woke up Monday morning probably a little frustrated. That being most likely, I would imagine Xander Schauffele, James Hunt, and our guy Jordan Spieth who got himself in the mix, was tied for the lead heading into Sunday and just never seemed to be comfortable all day.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at that leaderboard going in, you know, on Saturday night, there you got Jordan and Xander sitting at 18. And if you told either of them, "Hey, 2 under tomorrow gets it done," I mean, they would have they wouldn't have believed you. I think you and I thought 23, 22 somewhere in that mix because they were up there. And just neither of them got it going all day. It was awesome to see Jordan Spieth take some steps and put himself in the 54-hole lead, playing in the final group that last day. Still some issues with the driver, even on the Saturday where he shot 61. Like he played from the desert, four different, I think he made four birdies from the desert. So there were still some things going on, but... Just to see Jordan take some baby steps, get a little shot of confidence, have something to to build on going forward. Like, hey, at least some of the stuff I'm doing is working. I put myself in that position. It was awesome to have him out there. But at the end of the day, Brooks is just one of those guys, seems like anytime he's in the mix or near the top, he's one of the few guys that, that doesn't beat himself.
0: Yep. He's, uh, last two times he's played the Waste Management Phoenix Open, he's hoisted the trophy. Um, took a little break after the the first time he won, but... I don't know why the hell he doesn't come back. I was gonna every say year. if, that, if the <laughs> I mean, two
1: if you've won the last two and you don't yeah. keep showing up after that, I don't know what more you want. But uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this obviously plays suits him very well. Yeah,
0: but congratulations to Brooks, and also want to send our condolences to our guy Justin Thomas and his family. Um, lost their, they lost his, Justin's grandpa Sunday morning, like not too long before Justin teed off in the final round. I know it was a very difficult day for him and his family, but just wanted to let them know we're thinking about him.
1: Yeah, it's one of those deals like Justin found out, I guess, on Saturday night, played on Sunday. And it's just one of those things like Justin was right there, very, Mm -hmm. very poised to make a run, especially when you look at what the winning score was. But there's just more going on with a lot of these guys than what meets the eye. When you're watching them on TV, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And obviously that news hit Justin uh, pretty hard. And I know that that Sunday was really tough for him. So unfortunate for him and um, thoughts and prayers with with JT right now. That was tough.
0: And speaking of someone that's got a lot going on, our guest this week, Billy Hope. Billy Horschel. He is all over the place. I love the guy. Has a lot of energy. Likes to talk, just like we do. Kind of had to mute his microphone a couple times, being like, hey, this is our show. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a, I love when we get these guys on that want to go, man. You give them a question, and you get, you get all the answers. You get all the stuff. Billy, uh, super nice to come in. That's one of the cool things about this week, is a lot of guys are in town. The hard part is squeezing in as many as we can uh, with their schedule and with ours, too. But Billy coming in, talking about a little FedEx Cup, a variety of different things. Billy, all time coming on here.
0: He's great. Let's get to it. Here's Billy Horschel on Golf Subpar.
1: All right, ladies and gents, we have a large guest with us today. He is Florida Gator legend, five-time PGA Tour winner, and also a winner of a little event we in the biz like to call the FedEx Cup. He is Billy Horschel.
2: Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm looking forward to this, ladies. But to be to be honest, we might have a problem because that? I know this is a podcast and we're supposed to talk, but you and I like to talk a lot. <laughs> This man ain't scared of the microphone. We might have to turn his off at some point so the people can hear us every once in a while.
2: I've been known the talk a little bit once in a while. I like a, it. That's yeah. okay with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
0: am
1: it. Happy to just
2: tap out for a little bit, and let Billy go. <laughs> yeah,
1: <it's> take over. <laughs> let Billy Hogan. go. Go
2: subpar with Billy Horsham. You mm-hmm. give me on the right subject that could go on for several hours. What well, subject would you like? We can offer I'm not <laughs> going to say. It. There's many subjects I, I could go on for hours and not even be interrupted once. All right. Well, let's go I back like to that. some of
0: those younger years and start off and see where this thing goes. But you, you grew up in Grant, Florida. You weren't very highly recruited coming out of coming out of high school, but you found yourself at the University of Florida with Coach Buddy Alexander. Take us through some college years. I mean, three time first team All American. And I know you and Coach Alexander are very, very close. He's meant a lot to you.
2: Yeah, he was a. Uh... He was a big important part of my, um, journey to the PJ tour, how I became, you know, the player I am today or, uh, got to the player I am today. Um, you know, growing up in Grant, Florida, I was a good player. I was a good junior player. Wasn't, I mean, I guess in the state of Florida, you know, there's a lot of good players in the state of Florida and my buddies in my class were better than me and, you know, they were going to UCFs, FSUs, uh, the, you know, USF and, um. I, I didn't have a scholarship, I had a scholarship to the community college where I lived at Bavard Community College, which was a very good junior college, one of the best golf programs. And somehow, buddies watched me play nine holes of our practice round at our state um, finals for high school golf uh, in November. We had talked a little bit before then, watched me play nine holes, and then talked to him the following week, and he offered me a scholarship, which was a book scholarship. I mean, it's $400, yeah. it's not yeah. a lot of money at all. Um, and there was a little discussion with my parents because we didn't we didn't have much money and it was going to cost a lot of money to go to the University of Florida and so there was a little bit of discussion. I cried because I thought my parents were trying to stop me from going to the University of Florida. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> yeah. I literally cried yeah. and I yelled at my parents. Um, but uh, you know they just had to, we had to figure out the finances. Thankfully, I was I was a good academic student, so my education could be paid for um through our bright futures and and I took the journey up to Gainesville and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life I wouldn't be here if I was not uh in Gainesville learning from Buddy Alexander playing alongside Matt Every yeah <laughs> okay first off That's you a played alongside him you didn't learn anything <laughs> from Matt Every I, I learned I learned how to gamble very well <laughs> I learned how to throw clubs very well um I probably learned some bad things from him um I learned some good things as well but uh, you know, there was – when I came in, there was James Vargas, Brett Stegmar, Matt Every, guys that were really great college players. And, and James Vargas was the number one junior player when he went to Florida. Um, they were seniors, obviously. But, um, you know, just playing alongside them and, and, and getting better and and getting ragged on. Jesse Mudd was there. Was yeah, yeah, he was a hell of a beast, talent. Yeah. Um, we had – their team – our team was really good. They had Ryan Cochran, uh, Russ Cochran's son. Um, you know, I was a kid who – Probably was really on the bottom of the totem pole and somehow was able to make the first event and then didn't miss an event the rest of my career and um, became a cocky little kid and got, got my own ass handed to me once or twice by Jesse Mudd. Not on the golf course, but playing flag football and doing mm, some other stuff. He's a and, big boy. Uh, I've never seen anyone, well, I mean, I, I can't say I haven't seen anyone. I've never seen anyone take me by the throat, put me up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I may have done a 360, and I was down on the ground, and he was on top of me. I'm like, "What just happened?" In a blink of an eye. Well, I he's wish a, I would. It was a
1: big
0: yeah. boy. I but, wish I would have known that. I'd have given him a call and gotten some real, gotten, he, gotten the real story behind the he, whole thing. He,
2: I'm telling you what, he is obviously he's very athletic and very strong, but I mean, he's country strong. I mean, his yeah. hands are just so strong, and what he's able to do. I mean, it was it's unfortunate he wasn't able to make it because he's such a great talent. Yeah, yeah. Book scholarship. I didn't even know Florida had books down there.
0: <laughs> ah, Zing, yeah. I did that.
1: Serious question, though. So, you go to, like, you said you were under recruited. Your offer was from community college in your hometown. Florida is a pretty big powerhouse of a golf program. Was it just that nine holes that Buddy Alexander came out and saw you that convinced him, like, hey, this, this is a kid worth taking a chance on?
2: You know, he had watched me hit balls on the range uh, at the US junior amateur at Olympic. I think that was 20, 2003, 2004, somewhere around there and then I proceeded to shoot 82-82 and finish third from last. Happen. Uh, yeah it happens <laughs> and so um, and other than that I hadn't there was no other contact with him until you know a couple weeks before he gave me a call and he he told me a story that was between me and another kid from Jacksonville who um, was a better player than me um, and he wasn't even sure if he was going to an offer any one of us a, a scholarship and he said he saw something in me and the way I just went about my practice round and did my business and, and and took it serious and and said you know maybe I'll take a chance on this kid and, and and I got lucky that uh, he did. The other kid went to LSU and I don't know I don't think he played much for yeah. them. Does he, he want a fat one? Yeah. I, I don't one think he has got X ten million. Guy. Yeah, you know, in a check from a PJ tour. Not many have. <laughs> Pretty <but> good, bad, <laughs> I would say.
0: But I mean that makes that's what one of the reasons why Buddy Alexander is one of the greatest college coaches ever. I mean. You got to spot the talent. Yeah. Hidden talent.
2: He did a good job with that. So,
0: well, let's fast forward a little bit. Like I said, you were a three time first team All American, and then you and I got to play together yep. on the Walker Cup team, where the red, white, and blue over in Northern Ireland, one of the greatest teams ever, if not the greatest team
2: ever. I think it is the greatest team. I, I'll say that till the day I die. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's our how can you disprove our it? Opinions, you opinions. can't disprove it. It's you know, a fact all story. these yeah, old timers, you know, these old timers, veterans say some team in the 60s or something was really good, and they named names. And I was like, that's nothing. They didn't have 8 out of 10 on the no, PGA Tour didn't. at one time. they didn't. And, um, you know, it was an unbelievable experience. I, I think that's one of my greatest memories as as uh, in the game of golf because we do everything, as you know, individually. But the, coming together as a team and have a, a great group, and we had a great group. I mean, this was a um, – you know, you take Kyle Stanley and Ricky Fowler out of the, the 10 – the other eight or seven of us hung out a ton mm-hmm. doing amateur golf. I mean, when I say we hung out, we played a lot, and then we would go out at night during the amateur, amateur scene. We had a, a lot to drink, and then we would come back out the next day and, and shoot a hell around the golf.
0: That's what amateur golf all about. And, living and the dream. I'm
2: telling you what, amateur golf is not that way anymore. I don't, I don't think they do it the way They're we do it. They're missing out. They are missing out. It was a lot of fun. Um, but that was a hell of a team. I mean, Ricky Fowler was 18. Kyle Stanley was – you know, 19, we had a really young team. But um, Colt and I, I think we were the cheerleaders of the team by yeah, far. we were the vocal. Oh, we I were haven't... the vocal team. Oh, uh, okay. Vocal leaders.
0: He was number one. I was the, I was the assistant. Right. The, the assistant <laughs> One of the captain. funniest
2: stories. it there's a couple of <laughs> funny stories with Colt involved. I know. One of the funniest company. is that it was, I think it was day one of the matches. And uh, Ricky and I had just, we were first out. They were behind us. Ricky and I had beat Reese Davies and Lloyd Saltman um and so we're in there in the lunchroom room in, in between the sessions and and Colt comes in and he is pissed I mean he's huh. I don't know he said God damn it Dustin F. and Johnson and <laughs> and I was, so and I was like mad, I, "We're like what happened And he said we had 210 yards to to the pin on 18 front to the front, a, to the two, front and he laid
0: up it was alternate shot we were one up against Roy McIlroy and Jonathan 210 we had 210 front I was in the I hit. I hit the tee shot. Right. First cut, 210, 232 hole. He's like, him and the caddies both go, we should lay up. I'm like,
2: lay up? It's a five iron. You're going to you hit got. a five iron. Yeah. It's a par like, five. It's wide open. There's they, a little bunker there on the front right. Yeah. It means, And they had to lay up already. Yeah. And I'm like, we're well, one up. Like,
0: Hit this yeah. thing anywhere Step in front on of the on green. Their throat. It's yeah. over. And he yeah. goes, I want to lay up. Lays it up in the tall fescue. So I hack a sandwich out. Goes over the back. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? This is about to happen. He hits this chip into the hole. Drills the pin and goes to six feet. Rory makes like a 12 footer for par. So now I got six feet for par to win the oh match, boy. and I miss it. And I just fucking lost it. And I was so mad. I came in, beat the shit out of the table. I was so mad. And Dustin's just <laughs> so like, bro, it's fine. Yeah, I'm like yeah. We tied, dude. This is DJ. Yeah. It ain't fine. I mean, when people think of DJ now, he's
2: been that way from day one since we've all known <laughs> him. He's like, bro, not a big deal, man. We'll get it. Relax, dude. There's like, another match. Like, we to we'll go we're out this afternoon, and we, we destroyed, you know, we played a great singles match, and that was a great uh, time. I mean, just. Unbelievable. We were there for, I think, five or six days before the matches yeah. even started. We were in Dublin, went out. We tried to get Kyle Stanley to at least talk to her girl. Um, <laughs> that was a challenge no in good. itself. Well, oh, we dude, would, we. I mean, Colt, DJ, myself, Webb, we would just sort of mingle around and start talking to some girls. And then Kyle would come <laughs> over. And this was when Borak came out. And Kyle would come over and literally, first thing, he would just start talking like Borak and we're like what that are was you his doing? move that yeah. was his move didn't work Did hard to believe though. that doesn't work i gotta rethink my whole shit then and so it was absolutely hilarious and uh great time i mean and then one of the funniest i uh, still one of the funniest things i think God. is um this is this is after, not about me billy yeah. this is no about if, you you. Can, if you got someone <laughs> okay. you can this yeah, is this a little juice. so we win we do the ceremonies we go back shower we got this little dinner with family and and the All the officials and everything. And and Colt literally may have been there at dinner for maybe 15 minutes. He may have been in his chair for 15 minutes. And next thing you know, he starts coming in and he is the waiter with a platter of shots, of red shots. It's time to get lost. Fireball?
0: No, that fireball wasn't out yet. No, fireball wasn't out yet. So it was red shots.
2: And then next thing you know, five minutes later, he comes back and it's blue shots. And then five minutes later, it comes back and it's white shots. Patriotic. that's it. And I mean, God bless America. We destroyed the bar at that unbelievable hotel we had champagne i mean champagne was being sprayed all over the the ceiling and everything Mm -hmm. trip keeney's little boy who may have been about eight or nine years old (laughs) was there having a good time (laughs) he was not drinking let's clarify that there was no drink for the eight-year-old but no it was just uh it was just great because we hadn't won united states team hadn't won since early 90s over there and we had heard so much about it and, you know, to go over there and win and, and have the experience we did. I mean, Chris O'Donnell was in, yeah. in the bar with us. Oh, really? Batman. Or Robin, yeah. yeah. He's Robin yeah. Sleaze. Yeah. yeah.
0: He ain't cool enough to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, life. I heard last night from Peter Tomasulo, uh, Chris O'Donnell listens to this. So...
1: He comes out to the Rock a decent amount. Yeah. He's out there. a big golfer. You're Robin. That's oh, nice to have Robin, Robin Batman, in your corner. Chris. Yeah.
2: That's yeah, real nice. But no, it was just a great week. I mean, like I said, it was an unbelievable and experience. You
0: got to, and you played to and I
2: played Rory three, three, put... three matches. I, I, I got the better. He was 17, better.
0: right? I think he was 17.
2: Him and Ricky were similar ages. 17. 17, 18. Yeah, 17, 18. 18 yeah. Did you know,
0: like, just watching him then, like, this kid's going to be a superstar? Well, I mean,
2: I think we all knew going over there that Roy was this, this super superstar. He just finished low-am at the British Open, um, you know, a couple months prior, and You know, we knew he was turning pro after, and he, I mean, he was impressive, but, I mean, was he, did I think he would be the guy he is now? No, but there was that potential, but, I mean, he wasn't a world beater the way he was, uh, but, uh, I mean, it doesn't shock me that, you know, he's done what he's done, I mean, he's, he's had that talent, he had that gift, and and it was pretty cool to see what he's done since he's turned pro. He Would you go two and one against him? Two and one. He, he, That's uh, nice.
1: That's a nice thing to hold he, over his head He now. was a
2: little pissed at me because I was a little, <laughs> a little pissed in our, in our <laughs> matches. I guess one of the matches when Ricky and I, we were we were four down after five holes of our front nine. And Buddy Marucci comes over and wants to give us a pep talk, our captain. And, and Ricky's like, listen, we're both like, Buddy, we're fine. We played like shit. Like... We're fine. No worries. Well, we turned all square. And then we beat them. Jesus. I don't remember that. Then we beat them, I think, uh, two and one, I think it was. Um, A couple holes prior before we won, Ricky hit a bad iron shot. There was a par three that had to win hard off the left. And the way the green was, bunkers, high bunkers to the right. And Ricky had been over there all week in those bunkers. And I hit this great bunker shot. And the ball's coming down. It's looking like it's going in the hole. And I come down like a damn cheetah yelling at the top of my Run you know, after running the after the ball <laughs> go in go in and it lips out and i you know i guess he was pissed about that um you know i guess he was pissed about the day before when we played our singles matches and so the first hole he nukes a drive i mean he hit one so far down there i mean he had like literally an eight iron in the green and he hit the 15 feet and i had 10 feet for birdie or, or whatever. And he makes this eagle putt and he gives out the biggest yell because he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's letting me know this shit ain't happening anymore. This is, like, my, house. This is my house today. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I know
0: y'all didn't like get along great back then, but now, now that you both play on the PJ tour, everything cool.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, buddy told us about the writers over in UK. They can, they can stir things up mm-hmm. a little bit and we get back home. And I guess there was an article about me Being boisterous, you know, loud, obnoxious American, and and in the article he said, "Hey, he seems like a good guy off the golf course," because we had talked after the matches at the dinner. But he's seen, he's like off the on the course, he's just very obnoxious, and which I'm not going (laughs) to deny.
0: Passionate and patriotic. I said I was
2: passionate. I said I was a Sergio Garcia of the American team. There you go. That's fair analogy. So I thought that was a fair analogy. Well, stay on that team subject.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously that was an incredible week, but. You haven't played on a Presidents Cup or Ryder Cup team yet in your career. How how important is that to you? Like how how bad, how badly do you want to make one of those teams?
2: I mean, it, <laughs> there's there's a couple things I want to do before and for my career is over and and playing on one of those teams and more or less being on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. And, and and I actually want to play overseas on the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> of I, love you do. I love Stir that. <laughs> I love that. Stir it. Stir I love I love stirring the pot. I love egging I love giving the needle back to the fans. That's why I love the waste management so much. You know, you get people, the fans yell at you. No one says anything back to them. I do because I'm like, hey, you're gonna say something dumb. I'm gonna say something back to you, sort of put the needle back into you a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's it's one thing I want to do. I've been close. Um, I haven't uh, taken care of my business to play well enough to make it on on points. And then then it's up to the captains to pick. And uh, I think there's only been maybe one or two years that I thought was I was close enough being picked, but. I haven't done my part to, to at least give myself an opportunity and hopefully, you know, it happens here in the next handful of years. for, yeah. for but you're, a, you're
1: a guy I would call, tell me if you agree with this, a bulldog. I would say you're a bulldog of a competitor. When you get in the hunt, you get in contention, like you gotta take your last breath if somebody's gonna beat you, right? You're, you're yeah. one of those guys and there's a handful of those guys. Do you think that goes back to your time with like being under-recruited as a
2: junior and feeling like the underdog when you go to Florida or was that always kind of the way you were? I think I've always had that, that ability that you put me in the high pressure situations. I, I excel in those. I've always done very well. Um, I just think back to the days I played baseball and I mean I played baseball until I was 14 but just you know certain big games against certain teams and AAU teams and coming in I was a pitcher and being able to really uh, excel in those situations and at bats and I've just always been able to do well in those situations and um, people ask me why I do well how I do well I, I think I've just some people are sort of born with that innate gene or innate ability. I think I have that. And some people have to learn how to do that. So, but I think it's just that, you know, I'm, it's a never die attitude. I'm not going to give up and I'm going to battle until, until, you know, there's, there's nothing left to battle for.
0: Yeah. Well, I like that you say you excel in the high pressure situations because I actually didn't know this until I started doing some research. You went to Q school four times <laughs> and got your card three times. And I mean, yeah, that's as that high as, pressure as there is and i mean for people that don't know like in the golfing world when q school was what q school really was i mean it's go big or go home there and i mean to get three out of four that's incredible yeah
2: yeah it's uh i had to go back a couple years i never really fully lost my card the only time I, i i had conditional was after the 2011 season i finished 125 to 150 um so i had conditional status going into the 2012 season um and then i had conditional for 2013 but um, I got my card at the, at 2012 Q school. So um, the one thing I've told people, which no one believes me is that going through all the stages. So first year was 2009. I went through all three stages, 2010. I went back to two stages cause I was, I had en- injured my wrist. So i um, just said, Hey, I need to play some more. Went to Q school said, Hey, what the hell? No big deal. So those three stages, those two, and then the finals in 2011 and 2012, I never looked at a leaderboard until after the final round. Not one time, going to the final round. You don't know whether you're
1: three clear or two out.
0: That's what you did wrong all those years. I was checking my
1: phone on like whole three. I was like, oh (laughs) shit,
0: I'm already two out. (laughs) Fuck. God damn it. I got to make some birdies now. I'm going to start sending
1: out resumes, monster.com. So
2: I was and I just had, I just thought that I knew that I was talented enough to get through Q school. I knew I was one of the best players in Q school. So I was trying to take all the things that could get into your head. And maybe cause you to think too much. And so I knew if I just went out and handled my business, played well, then I would be successful. And you know what a good score is each day. And you can tell by your tea time where you stand and everything. So obviously that's, I had an tough, idea, dude. but I never knew what that number was. I think if I knew what that number was, would I have been successful? I don't know. Did you ever enter like a final round being, and you could be somewhere close. I mean, it's hard to know whether, one, I'm, am the I the on one, the number? That could change. did like laying 23rd up? one year? Yeah, it was close one, one year. year. 2010. So that was the second year I went to Q School. Like I said, I had full status on the PJ Tour for the f- upcoming year, but um, I went back just to go back. I I actually asked my caddy, who was Don Donatello, who was caddying oh, for me for uh, uh, a brief stint, um, because I didn't realize. I thought I was good. It was really tough that that final round. Got off to a good start. Didn't play well in the middle, and I'm even par, but I knew I had some strokes to 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 um, to. F- play with but I didn't realize that guys were making a run guys were actually playing well I guess it became easier and because was, I wasn't playing nearly as good but I got done and I didn't realize that I was on that bubble I think I was out and I needed someone to make a bogey and and I think will Strickler did to get me in my a, a teammate of mine. I was say, wow, <laughs> What, what kind teammate? of parking lot uh, yeah exactly <laughs> but I actually got upset at Don because I'm like Don you need to F and tell me this like I, you know, I, I told you I don't look at leaderboards. You need to ask. He said, "Well, there's no leaderboards out here." I said, "There's fucking TV people walking with us. Like, ask somebody where we stand." Come on, double date. That's and a, so, that, that I, seems I, crazy. And so, because I, it would have changed the way I would have played the yeah. last few holes. There's a par five number 17 that I, I played a little too conservative and made par. And 18, I was in the middle of fairway and, the, and I took a conservative shot into that pin location, and it would have changed. You know how I would have played the last few holes. Yeah,
0: Staying on, on Q School though, I mean you're a guy that doesn't have to worry about that or anything. But does part of you wish that Q School was like it used to be, where you could go straight from, you know, working at a driving range to being on the PGA Tour?
2: Yeah, when they got rid of Q School, I wasn't very uh, happy with it for the fact that it meant guys had to wait a year to get out to PGA Tour. And yes, there's data that says guys that come from the Corn Ferry Tour compared to Q School get their card. Or keep their card um more than the q school and i mean literally it was like maybe one person like the average was was. one it wasn't like a big disparity um i wasn't a big fan of it i I think uh that was that was a cool thing about q school you could have somebody who was working a nine to five job all year go through q school and get his card on the pj tour i think that's a great story and we missed those stories a little bit now uh
0: and so ar- arguably the most
2: exciting round it's of the golf best to watch. television it is round yeah, of q school when the cards mm-hmm. were on the line you, and here's a no status
1: guy about to get mm-hmm. his card i mean you can't guys can't breathe i couldn't breathe watching it
2: yeah and and so i think that that was just so great to watch and see you could tell who had that little it factor who could handle the pressure i mean the thing that i always couldn't understand is everyone's like well if i don't get my card on the PJ tour i'm like well you got the web.com you're going to mm-hmm. you. you got job status yeah. you know that final, the mm-hmm. I thought the bigger one was second stage because if you didn't get the final, mm-hmm. you didn't have anything. Second, second stage was the nerve wracking one for me my first year because I'm like, man, if I don't get through here, I'm playing mini tours. I don't want to freaking play mini tours. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was fine. We call i Dickie Jiggy Jacks. Also. Yeah, Jiggy Jacks <laughs> tour. Yeah, that but second stage final round. That is second a second stage is a final round is a beast, and so uh yeah i mean that's where i think you should have some cameras is that second stage found around oh, but you see i miss shit. those yeah. you would you would and so i miss the old q school i yeah. wish we would bring it back it won't ever come back, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even if it's just for five, something. Like, let somebody get out there. That's game. what I but
2: said I when, when they either. were doing I said, let's have it for five or seven spots. You yeah, know? it's just something. Just so something. It, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: But, you know, you, you start making your way in 2013. You get your first win over at Zurich. Mm-hmm. Missed, made a made 100 cuts in a row, it seemed like. But I want to fast forward a little bit because we don't have four hours to talk with you here. We, you know, <laughs> we, got, we got limited time with Billy Ho. I want to go to 2014. Yep. You're having a nice year. You enter the playoffs at 69 yep. in the FedEx, which... Pretty good year. I, mean, Song, I tell yeah. a lot of guys. You finish Song, 69th yeah. about 15 years in a row. Nice living. Yeah. Things are good. Okay, you miss the cut. You fall back to like 82 or whatever, and then you go to Boston. Yeah. And you finish second, and then you go win-win. First off, you should have won all three. Yeah. You should have. Yeah, way to go, Billy. I Agreed. can't believe you did that. i fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Choked. from John. But I want Miller. to know. See, so you, you finish second, then you finish first over in Denver at Cherry Hills. You head into East Lake with a chance to win the FedEx Cup. What was that week like? Like, going to bed every night knowing... You know what? In a couple of days, I might win ten million dollars.
2: I uh, it was funny. I got asked Sunday after I won BMW Championship um, from a, uh, one of the interviewers, one of the journalists. What you know? What do I expect at Tour? Cha- I mean, Tour Championship FedEx Cup. You know? Do you think you have a chance? And I mean, cocky me, I, I just came off a second. I just won. I'm feeling really good about my game. And no one's playing better. Deep down inside, I said, I want to say, I'm gonna fucking win. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking win. Um, but I said, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd put money that I'm gonna have a chance to win on Sunday. I'm gonna be in the mix, I have a chance to win. And it was just a, a great week of nothing changed. I did everything that I had done the weeks prior, felt great. I think what helped me Saturday night, um, because I was tied for the lead with Rory. I was, I was leading on Thursday with Chris Kirk. I was leading on Friday with, with Rory McIlroy. I was leading on Saturday with Rory McIlroy so we're tied um, for the lead or maybe i was leading i was leading by myself on on friday after the second round and me and roy were tied on saturday um, but the florida gators football game was on that night well it got postponed due to the weather you know it was supposed to uh, kick off at like 7 or something it didn't kick off till 9 or 10 which is perfect for me because i don't sleep a lot and I needed to somehow sleep as much as I can or stay up as late as I could. So I stayed up until like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning, watched the entire Florida Gator game, went to bed, woke up, and it was like the first time I woke up and uh, having a lead or something like that, and I had a sense of calm, like just super calm, wasn't nervous, just was like, hey, this is gonna be a fun day. Like, I was like, wow, this is surreal. There was no emotion. I remember telling my stats guy, Mark Horton, when we were, got done um, warming up and walked to the first tee, you know, he's giving me a little pep talk. And I said, dude, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Whatever happens today, it's all going to be fine. And I went out and I played really good. Got a little nervous sort of around the turn. Um, and then, you know, made a big putt at 16 and, and sort of knew that locked me up for. Par putt, right? Big par putt. Par putt. 16, yeah. yeah. big par putt. And uh, sort of knew that locked me up Um For the fedex cup and tour championship
1: what changed for you after the first playoff event like you go you you have that when you miss cut you drop the 80 second then all of a sudden something had to click whether you knew it or not is there something you can put your finger on that's led to this like one of the best stretches in
2: playoff golf two things um i went home and after and my wife is we're right about to have her baby here in a couple weeks our first one and and i was like man i'm just ready for the new season like i felt like i've played well all year and i haven't gotten anything out of it i'm just i'm ready for the new season to start and she's like, just go up enjoy Boston. You play well, you play well, you don't, not a big deal. So I go up there and I'm talking to Matt Rollins and in the pink trailer on, on Tuesday or Wednesday. And he goes, Hunter Mahan had an awful year this year, and he won last week. And now he could have the best year of his career. You know, he's set up to have the best year of his career depending on what happened in the next couple of weeks. I was like, okay. You know, so that got my mind in the right stage. And then I hadn't putt, I hadn't putted well all year. I've hit the ball beautifully all year and I just hadn't putted well. And I'm on, playing a practice around, uh, What well, we tee off on Friday usually, so it's Wednesday, and hitting some putts before we go out. And my teacher, Todd Anderson's like, hey, he's watching me and it's not looking great. He said, hey, do this with your grip. Like, m- get this right hand a little bit more on top. It was a little too much under the, the, the putter grip and got a little bit more on top. So from there, then my left hand had to get a little bit longer. And it just allowed me to feel like, I, I could feel like the load of the putter was loading and I could feel the head a little bit better. And I hit like 10 putts on the putting green, and it was awesome. Went out, you know, practice, practice, you just never know. Felt good in the pro-am. But I made two big putts on the first round of 17-18 for birdie from about 10-12 feet on both holes. One was left to right, one was a right to lefter, and I made those putts. And I was like, I'm good. This is it. I'm, I'm locked in for this week. And then I just, I, that was just all I needed. I just needed a little bit of confidence. You give me a little bit of confidence, and I'm going to run to the to the finish line with it. Yeah, you're... Everyone listening right now is going home right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, my (laughs) hand. My hand's too far
0: underneath. But because of that run that you had in those playoffs, first off, you made $13.5 million in three weeks. Good job. Pretty good hourly rate. Good job on that. Wasn't too bad. You got to break that down. But they've now kind of changed the way the Ryder Cup is picked because Tom Watson was the captain and picked the Ryder Cup after Boston after you finished second. Correct, yeah. Correct? Now we're waiting until after the FedEx Cup playoffs, all this. But in your honest opinion, should you have been on the Ryder Cup team that year?
2: When he picked the team at boston after boston no if you would have picked a team two weeks later yes
0: yeah i mean i mean under, how could you say no, no under current criteria
2: i think you make that team 100 percent. i agree and and you know that it was it was it sucked cause i really want to be part of that team that was a team that patrick reed and jordan Speed were on the first year there were some guys on that team that weren't playing good um and you just never know there's not playing good and 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 um you just never know if they're gonna play good at the Ryder Cup or if they're gonna continue the form that they've had. Sometimes you wish you could have a sub, you know, bring in yeah. that bring in that reliever. You know, that, that could have been me and you know, and another thing I don't do, I don't I don't um I I don't call up cat captains and try and state my case. I don't you know, try and say anything I can to get picked. That's just not me. Well, I've never been that guy. They got dusted. Yeah, they did get dusted. That was unfortunate. <laughs> hey, I mean, it hey, was sad. Tom, to watch. I'm playing
0: pretty good right now.
2: Yeah, it was funny because I I saw Tom uh, in November. We we were I think we were playing over in um, Japan or something, and he was like, "Man, I really I really effed up that one." Really? Yeah. He said, I, you should have been on that team. But it does oh, wow. make sense. Like he acknowledged it. acknowledged it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, it, but he, he but, I mean, I just – I hadn't done anything. I just finished yeah, second well, you in you were Boston. the first of the but, big I mean, stretch. But, mean, you know, maybe if he picks a team after BMW, maybe i make the team. Yeah. That's part of the but, reason why they probably changed it.
0: Well, yeah, because they're picking the team, what, yeah. five, six weeks Way before too the Ryder right Cup. Well, like, and you don't even Jason know Duffner,
2: happened. you know, it, it, it's cool when you get compliments from your tour players. And I think Duffner was on that team uh, in 15, and he was, he was a great guy. And Duffner is a straight shooter. And he's like, listen, if if they're doing things the right way, they should see that when you start playing good, you go on a stretch of, of runs of, of weeks of playing well. This wasn't just like a brief mm-hmm. little stint. Like in your career, you, when you've played well, you've played well for three, four, five, six weeks in a row. And so, you know, if they would have known that, then they would have, you know, picked the team. Duff yeah. pays attention. A lot of people don't Duff, know that. No. Duff pays attention. Duff's very aware. He he acts like he's not very with it or smart, but he's, he's smart one of like the smartest. By the way, I need
0: you to talk to him because – when I first started doing the whole media thing, I went up to him at the PGA at Bell Reeve just to say hi, because we're boys. We used to yeah. you know, go to yeah, go games together, all exactly. this hanging out, dinner, all this. First thing he says, I don't talk to media. I'm like, what the hell? So kind of respect that, honestly. This carried on for like two years. Finally, San Diego, Tory Pines just recently. I finally had a breakthrough. We talked and all this. Wow. We're texting back and forth. And everything's good. I go, hey, wanna in Phoenix, do you want to come on the podcast? He goes, I don't do podcasts. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, Duff would be so good. Duff would be great. I, I mean, need you to tell
2: If guys saw who Duff was, like Duff is, if Duff likes you, Duff's Duff's great. If Duff doesn't really care for you, he doesn't care for you. He won't give you, you know, the time of day. All the way out. You know, just the way that's his personality. But, you know, he's a straight shooter. He doesn't, you know, there's no, like, in between. He's not faking you. He's not a fake guy. So he's a great guy. He's awesome to be around. I played with him for two days last week. Uh, the first two rounds, and he's just he's absolutely he's an absolute beauty. beauty. He really, I kind
1: of like that he just says no. I don't talk to media. Fuck yeah. it, yeah. that's it. Yeah. End of story. But I, no discussion.
0: <laughs> so I went. Out, I was like, dude, I'm still the same guy. Like, here's a guy. Who, I mean, he's he's the one who woke me up before the Vegas tea time yeah, on Saturday, like because he was staying in the other room of my suite. Like we used to hang out together, all this, and he just he just won't do it. He's he just I, it it drives me nuts. I'm like, it would be so Ugh. good to see Duff in in here because I mean he's hilarious for one. He's very very knowledgeable. But we were texting last week after one of the rounds. He shot two over the first day, yep. playing with you. And then um, I see him in the lobby getting coffee the next morning. I go, how'd it go yesterday? He goes, I'm just like you. I can't play anymore. <laughs> like, <"Come> on. He, <laughs> he might on be my Duffy. new favorite player. Yeah, be, I love
2: him. The, the, the waking up of Vegas, that reminded me of another War Cup story. No, no go dry, ahead and fire him. No, we we're past the War we, we got to move on. This is Billy's show. We, we, uh, there you go. So we wake up next morning. And I, mm. I I think someone had to go wake up Colt. Someone did no, have to go wake Sandy up. No,
0: Sandy called me, called my room, and I answered. So we really answered you tell it. So we're it's going. We're lie.
2: riding to the airport in in a charter bus, and I mean, half of us are just feeling awful, but Colt's the most of us well, all. Describe the likes. roads
0: too in Northern Ireland. I mean, it's they're really, about yeah. It's I mean, we're non-fund. in a charter bus, and
2: I don't know even how the charter bus fits on, and they're bumpy and they're windy, and Colt goes. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying not to laugh before I tell it. (laughs) Colt goes. (laughs) Okay, be serious here for a second. Hey, buddy, you think the bus could stop if I need? to? No, I said, buddy, how far do we... How much longer do we have?
0: (laughs) Why, you had to puke? He said, an hour. I go, you better tell this man to pull over real quick.
2: (laughs) So somehow we're able to pull the bus over in the middle of the road and Colt goes over and (laughs) does what he needs to do. The funny part was... Dustin Johnson chases him off the bus, is right behind them with his phone videoing so the entire has, thing. As any good teammate <laughs> he, would, by the way. Oh my god.
1: We need to see if that footage still exists. He's probably got it. I we might need some to see it. Uh, <laughs> <away>. There <laughs> was <laughs> red, white, and blue splattered <laughs> all over everywhere. I was about to say, you're <laughs> taking shots that are red, white, and blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have stress. Any the dinner morning. was a bad move. That's yeah, you did play, not dude. eat any food. Hey, but I'll
0: tell you what. I puked and I slept the whole way from You did. You slept the rally. Yeah. Like Billy Bob. Yeah. was all right, let's you get back it. to a little bit of your golf here, though, because we talked about
1: the. Let's. I want to. Can I stay on the FedEx Cup here, real quick? Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah, big deal in your deal. So you win that tournament. Yep. Incredible. You're the Rory Slayer. You do all that. You get the biggest check in golf. The next day, then you have a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, two days later. Two days later. Stay how really? did, <laughs> what, how did your life change, like from a day to day perspective, after you get a check for that much money, knowing, like, basically, I've done it. Does anything change for you personally at that point?
2: No, I think. I, I mean, I said at the time. You know that happened and and it still holds true today all it did was you know it allowed me to be financially set for for my life um i mean to a certain extent i mean you know you live within a means yeah that 10 million go a long way um it's not 10 million i mean it's a million deferred and then nine million it's a lot based of fucking money, Billy. it's a, shit load, yeah. Yeah. a lot of money it is but i mean you know not coming from money i was able to help my parents out do stuff for my brothers you know just you know take care of people who've looked after me for so long and and it didn't change who I was it may I mean I put more pressure on myself I mean I put my put a lot of pressure on myself period but probably put more pressure on myself to try and live up to that a little bit um which is a detriment to me and it's more likely a detriment to majority guys in in the game of golf when you try to live up to something like that thinking you, you should play like that all the time um but it was just it was it was awesome it was a great time and it was a lot of fun the one thing that no one believes is that Jim Furyk did it. I know a lot of guys. I never looked at my bank account. Usually it gets put in. Usually our, our money. What you, that's the usually, most fun part. Usually our money gets put in think. on Tuesday. Comes know. through on a Tuesday. And Jim Furyk told a story before I won. I, I remember him saying this a couple years before I won. You know, he you know he said he doesn't usually look at his bank account, but he did that day. Like he was like looking at it and he's like, usually the money's in it by this time. And yeah, I think he wound up calling somebody at the tour like, hey, <laughs> where's my where's money? money? where's my money? And yeah. so, yeah, I just never did that. Like I it was it i was even
1: clicking
0: refresh i was with 200 Speed times the week after he won his and i was like did you get that deposit yet he's like i don't know i'm like you don't know yeah. how do you not know call you somebody shocked, but, yeah. yeah i mean you people were shocked but i mean it
2: was just one of those things it's like i know it's in there i don't need to see it so
1: any toys anything like we always like justin thomas when he wins he treats himself to something you got any did you after a check like that do you do one thing for yourself something cool you always wanted. No, no, it's hard to believe, dude. No, I'm, I'm not you built a, a pretty f-
2: sick house. Yeah, yeah, and, and then I uh, just sold that house. Oh, you did, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we had my wife and I had talked about buying a house, anyways, and we were gonna start looking after, you know, sometime after the baby came. It all it meant was we were allowed, allowed to pay cash. We paid cash for the house, and we paid cash for all the renovations. Um, and it just that was a really cool thing to do. And um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big like toys. I I love I love toys. I would love to have all, a lot of cars. I'd love to have a lot of watches and everything. But when it comes down to it, I'm just not. I'm like, okay, well, I need w- one watch. I bought one watch in my life, and I I have ten watches because I've had some deals and done some events where I got some watches, and you know, so I have those watches, and I, I would like to have more cars, but I'm like, I'm not home enough to drive them. They sit there. They don't do anything. Um, so it's not that. I'm just. I just haven't done that. Well, I mean, I like will the say, barn say the, the yeah. only thing. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. only thing I spend my money on and but it, it, there is a, a cost value to it is, is I like to fly private. Well, that's, that's it. That's the old and luxury. I like to and and I, I've seen the benefits of flying private from events and and I'm within reason not flying, you know, over to the British Open private. You know, I don't have that cash like DJ and Brooks and some of those guys, but You know, I I I like to try and fly as much as I can to get back now and see my kids or to you know, just have more time on my hands to do whatever I need to do. Yeah,
0: flying private's a nice thing. It ain't by the way, if you don't like treating yourself to some toys, you can Treat your favorite podcast host to some toys. We got Justin Thomas to agree If he wins a major in the near future, we each get a Rolex. So that's pretty cool. We guy.
1: basically just yeah, like extort our guests into yeah. giving us free shit. So it's I mean, part our, it's part of our charm, can, dude. You know,
0: just one up him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But, Billy, we've known each other for a long time, and I've always admired. Like when we were in amateur golf, like the way you hit your long irons was just absurd to me. You were the best long iron player I'd ever seen at the time. Great ball striker always. I feel like that should relay or translate into good finishes in major championships
2: yeah yeah
0: and i mean to be honest your track record's not that great you have it one isn't. top 10 in a major and it was jesus your, it was your it was first, first one, US first open. one. Yeah. yeah no yeah hey I, we're open. honest <laughs> on here i'm I, i'm you can be blunt with me are you are you surprised you haven't had more success yeah yet? is it is it a mindset going in that you put too much pressure or is it i what think what is I,
2: it i think it's a mindset that i think i got to play perfection golf i'm a perfectionist at heart so i feel like i got to play perfect um my short game hasn't been good. It's gotten a lot better the last couple of years, and now it's 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 reliable. But um, it's not uh, that has held me back. to My short game, and then trying to play perfect golf doesn't is that help. different
0: from a normal PJ Tour event?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's certain events. I there's there's just I just think you know majors ask so much of you, and I feel like um, I, you've got to be perfect to win, and that's not the case. And a regular PJ Tour event, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, certain shots you need to, you know, really pull off. But a lot of times you can get away with stuff. And, and majors, you just can't get away with that stuff as much. Um, so, yeah, it's been this point. I only have one, one top 10 in a major. Um, hopefully that changes here soon. Um, hopefully I get myself in more contention because I feel like I, I do have that game. I do have that ability to, to play well in majors, to, you know, win a major, win multiple majors. Um, I think I, I've grown as a player and I've learned some things that hopefully will help me. The last couple of years i haven't hit the ball to my ability to what I've, I've normally been able to and the only reason i've been able to play well is because i've been able to sh- have a decent short game now and and i put it halfway decent so that that's got me around the game uh, around the course a little bit more often so hopefully the ball striking seems to be coming back to me a little bit more um so we'll see i mean it was funny colt was doing the cbs at bell reeve and he was doing the the 16th hole out there and I remember him saying after one of the rounds, he said, "I'm pumping you up about being this great long iron player," and you literally skank one into the bunker in the front of the green. This <laughs> made me look good, Billy. Yeah, and I, and he said, "Come on, you got to make me look better." And so I said, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll hit a better shot tomorrow." And then I skank another one in the bunker. I then hit one good long iron shot on that hole all week. And I'm like, "God damn it!" And all I'm thinking about is Colt in my head over this. That's all what the you should t- be thinking too. about in majors. <laughs> how, what's Colt gonna think <laughs> exactly. on this long iron, Billy?
0: How am I gonna be the Tony Romo of CBS for golf? if you don't do what I say you're great I know.
2: at. I know, you could be the Tony I'm trying Nomo. to make 000, 000 a million dollars a week. Jimmy I know. Come on. I know, you got that You gotta ability. help me out, Billy. You I'm trying to help you.
0: You gotta help me out, Billy.
1: Is it one of those things though, for majors is like, as you get older, what are you 34 I'm now, 34, right? Yeah. Is, it, is it one of those things where like, all right, I'm 34 now, I have fewer and fewer opportunities going forward
2: to win. You put more pressure on yourself when they do come up? No, I think I actually put less, pro- I've started putting less pressure on myself in majors than I did early in my career. Um, you know, I know I have less chances. But I know that my game fits well at a lot of the majors. Um, I haven't played well at the Open Championship. I've got some bad draws, but it is what it is. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It yeah. to the time. choir, but, but I never got to You go know, for. Augusta should fit me pretty well because uh, it's, it's a course you got to hit a lot of greens in regulation. And I've learned you got to hit in certain spots of the greens and make it easy to putt instead of three putting all the times. Um, so I think Augusta could fit me very well. U.S. Open's always been a course that's fit me very well. That's what I. That's think. the one. I feel you, like you're you a U.S. Open Keep it away Open from Chambers Bay. Would you and, hit 18 and, and <laughs> greens? Only got to hit 18 <laughs> greens at yeah. Marion, right? Like yeah. I feel like you're tailor-made for U.S. Open. Yeah. Now that they're going back to the additional U.S. Open courses, um, it's nice. I mean, it was cool yeah. to play the Chambers Bay, the Aaron Hills, but those aren't what the U.S. Opens. No, I didn't like No one,
1: You have to say that could be nice. I hate no, those. No, and
2: then, no, I don't. I I said it bluntly to Mike Davis and the U.S.G.A. officials. I said, listen. Chambers Bay is a cool, cool little course. Yeah, I said I did my comments there, but it had nothing to do with the design of the golf course. It was just the greens were were god awful, and okay. I was it was off. It was 100. It
1: correct. didn't look like a U.S. something. There's too many classic great u.s open venues that are available out there to not utilize them i was every so year.
0: mad about aaron hills everybody's like oh this place is gonna be so hard it's seventy eight hundred yards i'm like the fairways are 50 yards they live, yeah. it got dude. killed
1: and yeah. chambers it looked like a british it looked yeah. like an open championship yeah. out there i don't and like
2: so that it's nice that we're back at traditional u.s open courses i mean i i, I played last I, last year I, I played well at oakmont i was after middle of the third round i was top five and then I, the ball striking left me and i started hitting bad golf shots and kink it away Oh, yeah, I was at Wingfoot, wing my bad. Yeah, whatever. I don't It was 2016. Yeah. Wingfoot. Wingfoot. So, I've been, there. A bad Sunday. I've been there. I've been there. You know, I, I didn't finish my third round off very well, and then I just had an awful Sunday. So, I've had my chances. I just haven't, you know, completed it the way it needed to be. Man, your best up. chance at a major in your eyes. Which which one is it? Um, I, I think it's the Open Champion. I mean, the U.S. Open, just because you got to drive the ball. Well, and I'm a really good driver of the golf ball, and so I think that's probably my best chance. Um, I think the the, the two majors that I want to win the most would be the Open in, the, in Augusta, and it's always it was always the U.S. Open, always the U.S. Open, but it's changed. Uh, I've only missed two majors in my career since I've you know since 2013. One was um, um, one was shoot I, three. I missed a, the Masters, the U.S. Open, and and the Open Championship missing the open championship was one of the toughest ones because i didn't realize how much appreciation i had for the history the fans the way they treat you it's such a great week over there and i love going over there and augusta you know i i've i've come to 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 love augusta more i've you know growing up the way i did i looked at augusta as being you know stuffy uptight these people who didn't thought they were better than themselves and and the more I've been on the grounds, the more I've seen who the members are of Augusta, the more I've gotten more comfortable being at, a, at the grounds of Augusta and the, the Masters. Like I said, it's just like, wow, these people are really great people. They love the game of golf. They love this sport. They love this course. They love showing you know, off to the patrons and doing everything the right way. So that's sort of grown on me a lot.
0: We need back nine Sunday, Billy Horschel in the mix at a major because I can't imagine the passion yeah. Bring, be, out. Out. Yeah. yeah bring the bring cheetah back out yeah bring that cheetah going. Yeah. don't run after your ball to gusto. do it, it against like rory that. too if you, you can.
2: no running at augusta no running no yeah, running so you can't do that you, can't you do think that.
1: you should get a, a Ryder cup bid just on the fact that you seem to be the the rory stopper you did it in the walker <laughs> cup you did it at the at, <laughs> uh, at east lake you seem to be the guy the kryptonite right there. I've,
2: I've actually you know maybe maybe i am his kryptonite i'm not sure i think he's got me the last couple times he played but um yeah, I mean, I've in some of my wins, I've taken down some of the top players. I mean, I beat Jason Day when he yeah. was a top guy. You know, when when I won a BMW, you had Sergio and Bubba who were were um, top five players in the world, top ten players in the world. So, um, you know, I'm not scared of those guys. I'm not scared of what your world ranking mm-hmm. is. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, you have played better than me over a stretch of period, but you know, we're, we're here today, and that's well, all. Billy, hold on, look Let's, out. Yeah. Let's put the team in the ground. Yeah. And figure like it I said, out. I. I uh, as I've grown older, I think I've mellowed a little bit. I'm I'm still very cocky inside, but I'm not as much. Don't ever cocky lose on it, Oh, it will, will never go away. Don't ever lose it. I, when I, I think you good, need to I'm, express
0: it more. I mean, Slays
2: I know dog shit and everything, and I walk around I, like i young king Dingling. I can tell. I mean, I've seen enough of these. You you uh, I mean, if someone didn't know you know about your golf game, they would thought you'd be you know a really Ten good? time major yeah, winner. Yeah, you're right. You have shot 57 yeah. multiple times. You
0: played one tour of it.
2: Should have yeah. happened.
1: A bunch of lip outs or else I would have been there. Bad waves. You know right. the deal. Well, you've seen the program.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for the fun stuff. Yeah. A little emergency nine. Oh, I got yeah.
1: one quick one because this matters yeah. right now. Okay. We're in okay. this middle of a, of a, we're doing a season long survivor pool, right? Yeah. Where oh, we got to pick one guy yeah. every week. And once you use them once, you can't use them anymore starting off a little bit slow i'm getting my shit kicked right now so i need to know where do i pick you this year
0: starting off a little slow he hasn't made a dollar yet oh i'm over
1: Oh, oh i'm sorry
2: no one's made a cut i'm oh well, he's henley. over two on
0: subpar on gravy in the sleeves on serious, xm <laughs> <laughs> he's over three
1: i'm over three which is hard to do oh. granted but i had henley and charles howell who was 17 for 17 at torrey pines miscut so i need to know where should i be picking you and you can't pick him when. You're so set. my
2: stats guy would give you three courses one of the three courses i have to get there that's East Lake. Um, my record has been really good uh, up until last year. Um, the other two would probably be um, W.C. FedEx St. Jude. Mm-hmm, I've been okay. very well. With I'm Memphis this there. In the bank. And then early in my career, I haven't played well there, um, but I've played really well there over the last four or five years, and that would be Wyndham. Okay. Wyndham, I think there. Last Problem year. is, there's
0: a guy named Webb Simpson that plays there. That's pretty good. right? Yeah, take he's him pretty good.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. There's probably another. do tell me what somewhere. to do. I take who I no, want. You just
0: do
1: it. Do what I say. I took Tony Finau at Farmers. No big deal. Finished second. I'm and down five hundred grand. It's no big deal. Did I clawed Tony
2: any week? I mean, he finishes
0: top five or top really ten every does. week. He really does. He
1: really does. And, and cool. I clawed back last year and won this thing. By the way, so I'm
0: gonna. I yeah. take that to heart. Now let's go E nine. on Yeah. All right, E nine. Okay. You know, number one movie about the life of Billy Horschel. Pick any actor, dead or alive, to play. has it?
2: Christian Bale.
0: Uh, <laughs> see, that's the cockiness coming out. I also have Christian Bale. To now, yeah. Christian Bale. Amateur golf.
2: We're it would uh, have, been we're Jackass. Uh Steve-O. Yeah. Steve-O. yeah there <laughs> <he is. laughs> because I had I, I had a really tight buzz cut yep. back then. Yes. And I don't know how this got out in the media, but early in the week, some media found out that everyone on the team called me Steve-O.
0: I mean, you look, just dude. Like, it, it's uncanny. Back the in amount your you younger like. Days, yeah, yeah.
2: And so they didn't realize who Steve-O was, and then when they really realized that it was part of Jackass, they were like. Oh, wow. This makes yeah. sense. Yeah, this makes yeah. sense now. First How are off, you at taking and was shots a to the nuts? that week, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you
1: at taking shots to the nuts? Okay. Not, not as
0: not good as, as he is. is. First off, do you love yourself at all? Christian Bale, I mean, God, he's a pretty good-looking man. Yeah.
2: I mean, hey, Matt Eby says, uh, he goes, Christian Bale and, was it the fighter with Mark Wahlberg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he's like the druggy. The drunk? Yeah, yeah, he said, you know, when he's leaned out, I'm identical. I'm like, so what do you say? I'm a druggy now or something? No, he was just lean. No, yeah, he's, he's a weird-ass dude, too, so. He can do the role. American Psycho, crazy. <laughs> this works Christian out
0: perfect. Yeah. Okay, Christian Bale it is.
1: All right, next question. Grant, Florida, stand up. That's where you come from. You went to a high school called Bayside High School. Question is, who's the bigger heartthrob at Bayside High School, you or Zach
2: Morris? <laughs> Zach Morris, <laughs> or <a> long shot. <laughs> I saw you went to by Bayside. I was like, Holy shit. Oh shit! Yeah, I saw that too. That was good. Uh, yeah, by a long shot. You
1: didn't. You weren't. You weren't the, the Zach Morris
2: of of the Grant, Florida, Bayside High. I mean, high? listen. I I held my own. I mean, I wouldn't say that I was Zach Morris. But you weren't but, Screech. Yeah, I wasn't screech. Let's just say I wasn't screech. I was, I, yeah, I was an okay ladies' man. Okay, perfect. Right. You he held I, your own. Yeah, I held my all own. Right. All right, respect.
0: Number three, we all we all know you're a diehard Gator fan. Okay, you do the Gator chomp. You did it in Atlanta when you won the FedEx <laughs> Cup. Which you win the FedEx Cup, you can do whatever the hell you want. Okay, they haven't won a national title in football since 2008. I know you're very well aware of that. What if I told you I guarantee you a national title next year? But in every PGA Tour event you play this year, you have to wear all red. Would you do it?
2: Sure. No, no, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yes. Because that is dedication. From what I
0: heard from Keith Mitchell is the Gators hate, or the, the Bulldogs hate the Gators and the Gators hate the Bulldogs more than anybody.
2: Yeah. Well, you said red. I mean,
0: you got to go all red, bud. We're talking red shirt, red pants. Well, Every if day. You said
2: If you said red and he, black. He could say it's for Nebraska. Say black. So yeah, but all listen, red. That could be multiple things. Listen, I just a lot of red. She didn't schools. see the ball
0: bounce. She didn't say it didn't bounce. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I said red. Big difference. Yeah. Yes. Big
2: I were all red if the Gators win a national title next year. Sorry, Ralph Lauren. You're gonna have to make a ton of red pants every red day. Shirts. Wow. Every day with That's a red okay. belt, red hat. Red and white well, shoes, I'll well,
0: rock it. That's, can, dedicated. that's a true fan right there.
1: I'll rock it. I bet they can do that. We may get into a little more fashion here in a minute. All right, right. I'm going to stay on the same, same topic here. We had Keith Mitchell on last week, like we said. Florida, Georgia, hate each other. I asked him this question, but I did it with Nick Saban. I'm going to ask you, would you be willing to play the Zurich this year with Kirby Smart if it meant that Florida would beat Alabama? Or
0: Georgia. In the SEC they championship. beat Georgia. Kirby I'm Smart sorry, Georgia.
1: Georgia. Yeah, I'm getting my people mixed up. It's probably a miscut. So you got to factor Kirk, that you'd hang out
0: Kirby Smart for a few days and then the Gators beat Georgia. let
2: will see who hates you who. You know more. what? I would do it because Kisner has <laughs> talked about how how he's a pretty cool guy and he texts with him on a regular basis and yeah. he gets back and he's not a bad guy to be around so sure why not. Okay, you mend the mend that fence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll Great. see if I can like learn, you know, figure out if I can – Delve into some secrets of his, so I can pass on the. Oh, Bullen. that's good—a little recon, yeah. yeah, a little undercover work. Yeah, you are yeah, a true KGB yeah. style. Yeah, all right, all
0: good. right. Number five, if you could take a piece of any other tour player's golf game right now, and put it in your game, whose would it be, and what would it be?
2: I would say Justin Thomas' iron iron game. Ooh, I think he he is um, the best, if not the best, iron player on tour from with any club. Um, you look at what he's done with strokes gain approach over the last handful of years. He's been, I think, top five over the last five years. Um, I think that just that's a, a a great advantage to have. I mean, everyone talks about distance, but when you think about how many times you're gaining on a weekly basis with your iron play, it means you're having a lot of shorter birdie putts, and and it's it's led to his success. I think one of I'm the most impressive. I'm surprised by
0: that. Yeah, I, I am, and I'm not. But like, well, yeah. one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough with him is how good he is at changing speeds.
2: That's yep. His distance control impressive. with his wedge game and the way, you know, I think when he when he first came out, he didn't have that. You know, you could it see full bore. it yeah. was full bore. But now it, it's really impressive to watch. I remember talking to Tiger at Augusta with him this year with, especially his short game shots. His short game shots he has is stupid good. But um, just the way he's able to change speeds, you see him hit a seven iron, you know, 185, 190 yards, and then maybe he'll hit it 165 one time. That's impressive. That, a lot of guys don't have that. Um, that allows you to attack more pins and open up more shots on, a, on, a, on any course. And it, it becomes a, a vital asset at Majors as well.
1: Yeah, his tempo with the wedges is one of the most beautiful things to watch, I think, on the PGA Tour. All right, next question. You got a lot of pub for your octopus pants. Mm-hmm. 2013 Open. What is the next animal to appear on a pair of Billy Horschel pants? Mm. We, they've actually been
2: X-Nade. Um, Peta. Uh, of course Peter, really gave us a call. <laughs> Peter called Ralph Lauren they didn't like all these animals on my pants and what? and then they're and not then, real animals they're not dead yeah. they're, they're not pictures. yeah yeah are not actual octopuses. no uh there was a, a time there where we were wearing some type of printed animal pants and majors and we were doing well well then it came that whenever I wore those pants I played awful and usually uh. warm on Sunday um and they were always at majors and so Todd Anderson my coach goes you know, what do you think about not wearing these animal parents anymore? They're not paying off the way they used to. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And so a year or two went by and I think he finally convinced me and then he told we told the Ralph Lauren people, "Hey, let's let's chop this. This, no ain't, more animals. this ain't helping this ain't helping the find around. Yes, this this is really cool. You get a lot of exposure, but you want to also get the exposure for playing well in them, too. Yeah, when you win well. in them, it yeah. looks better. What was your first reaction when you saw the octopus pants? Were you like, oh, these are sick? Or were you like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to wear these? Well, they asked me about it. I was driving home. Um, my wife picked me up from the airport, and they called me about some octopus pants. I said, sure, I'll wear them. Not a big deal. I thought it was like a different cut or a different style. I didn't realize there was actual octopus. <laughs> on yeah, them. like, oh, there's <laughs> octopus. octopus. Yeah, we got eight legs it, in our shit. Until <laughs> literally the week before I got my clothes at Memphis, I opened up the box. I'm like, oh, my God, this is actual octopus. Are you kidding me?" Like yeah, why? Sunday of the
0: U.S. Open. Yeah, it was, it was Sunday, right?
2: Yeah, so it was actually supposed to be a Friday of the U.S. Open, and then I think on like a Tuesday they pushed it back to Saturday, and then um, Wednesday night they're like, "Okay, we're gonna make one more change. You're gonna wear them on Sunday." Mm-hmm. And so, and we that had put out, we put it out on social media, and you know, social media. Some people liked them, some people hate them, some people like you're a disgrace to the game of golf. Of course, you shouldn't be wearing those. And then by the time I teed off, by the time Sunday came and I teed off. They were completely sold out online and they were completely sold out in the merchandise tent. So that's, I mean. Shit hey.
1: worked. Yeah.
2: It worked. I played, Octopus seems yeah. like a weird animal to pull so out you of You Fourth, it could have been up, like yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Could have been a bird. Yeah. Could have missed the cut, and the pants would have never made it there. Exactly. All right, we'll stay on the fashion here for a second for the next question. You're you're very well put together, man. You pride yourself mm. on your appearance. By the yeah. way, And your polo, nice your Ralph you Lauren cool. is this cashmere? I mean, it's yes, beautiful. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that <laughs> ain't pima it's cotton, yeah, bro. I'd say that. It's very nice. You're up there always on the list of people best dressed on the PGA Tour. You, I mean, you even do like videos about what belt you should wear and things. It's nice. Okay, I don't really care about that. I want to know. In Billy Horschel's opinion, who is the worst-dressed player on the PGA Tour?
2: Oof. Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Um,
1: a lot of options. Lot of, options. I can a think a of five of about right now. I live within 10 miles you of know, here. You
2: know, anyone who wears a white belt with Navy pants, because Navy, you can just wear a Navy belt, and it's, it's great. It looks great. Or We wear a brown belt with Navy, and it's fine. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I don't want to throw anybody. No, you gotta throw him over and then put uh, it in reverse and run them over again. Shoot.
0: Back in his day, when he was out there a lot, Spencer Levine took this
2: title. Yeah, yeah, Spence yeah. A
1: suspect Kevin Stadler. I wouldn't call a sharp dresser. Tom Hoagie got to be running. No, Tom khaki Hoagie's not too 10.
2: bad. He's okay. He 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 passes. I mean, he doesn't do anything special. I'm be the but, expert right here, bud. Yeah. um This is why we way. Gosh, asked. I mean, there are there's there's people on top. Like literally, I tip of my tongue. I'm trying to picture them. And, and I can't. Um, DA points is bad. <laughs> the Lego, Lego, Lego belt. belt dude, the black <laughs> belt. belt is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, that was, was a joke when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, oh, this is a real belt. Uh, I'll tell you what,
0: I love the guy. And it's not his fault. I think it's the clothes. Is Troy Merritt. Like, I'm like,
2: come on. Literally, that is one guy I yeah. wanted to say, and I'm I didn't like, want to no, say it. So I Troy. love Troy's a friend. he's like, what in the hell you know are you You know what? Wearing? And I feel bad because a lot of stuff, and it really does come down <laughs> to the sponsor and, and, the, and the clothes that the, the sponsor clothes that they wear. Uh, some of the stuff that some of these sponsors, you know, create or do, I mean, God, they're just awful looking. And the way they pair them and put them in clothes, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's really bad. And I feel bad. I'm like, I, I honestly couldn't walk out of my room if I had to wear some of the clothes that yeah. these guys wear.
1: Yeah, you got to look good to feel good. Mm-hmm. Feel good, Cir- to play good. Yeah. I've always oh, been that oh, way. All the can explain yeah. that. Uh, it's it
2: funny. The guy, uh, the one of the locker rooms attendant in, in Memphis. He's um, he's been there for years, and he's uh, it was a couple years ago. he's Man, Billy, man, you you always dress good, man. I always love the way you look. You dress great. And I said, man, you know, just the way I am. I'm like I'm like so fresh, so clean. That's my song from Outkast <laughs> yeah. So fresh, so clean. Perfect. So every time he sees me, the first day I walk in, he plays Outkast So fresh, so clean. Like, like that. that should be the walkout song for you. Zurich or Phoenix when they trot it out. Yeah, we're see, I'm playing with Sam Burns this year as oh, my partner. Oh, get a so, little so, local yeah. love. Oh. Yep. Well, LSU Tigers? Yeah.
0: Dude, I followed him on Sunday at Torrey Pines. He was in the last group. First off, I love his style. He plays super fast yep. and he
2: smashes. It. He's, he's good. He, he hasn't put it all together yet. He will. He, he's he been there and, you know, he's played well the last couple months, been in some final groups and, and had some chances to win. He'll figure it out, but he's That's so good, good. Right like so that. good. He's really good, and I'm excited about it. I'm gonna be in New Orleans. I'll use right. Sam Burns yeah. that week as my survivor, even though grandfather's
1: you in as well. All right, next question. <laughs> I got, I get two for Billy. All right, next question. Which Florida Gator do you think has a better arm, Tim Tebow or Marco Wilson?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh got cannons, bud. Cannons. God, that
2: was awful when Marco did that. I was watching the game, and I and I saw him make the stop and i saw him throw something i'm like i don't know what that is and then and then i see the flag and then i see it's a shoe i'm like you've got to be the dumbest person ever how loud
0: how, how loud did you get your tv
2: okay i'm trying to think where i was that was uh God. december and i was at oh i was in i was in um shark shootout i QB, think. yeah i was at qb because yeah. i think I was our makeup game it was our i was yeah i i, Not I, got a happy man. I don't think it was was next to me but if they were, they would heard me, and maybe they could have heard me down the hall. I was still, not. I was pissed. You still haven't
0: answered the question. The uh,
2: question. I'm gonna say Tim Tebow. Both got cannon. Timmy T.
1: I remember watching. I was like, there is no way LSU doesn't march down and
2: kick a field goal to win this game. That's just
1: ultimate. This will go down in history as one of the biggest bonehead plays. Yeah, it, and it was, did.
2: and it, it was unfortunate because. I don't know, you know, when we had to play Alabama next week, and if we would have won, would yeah, that it's got a us? a totally different atmosphere. It would have a yeah. different atmosphere, and, and we gave Alabama a good run. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was just – it just killed a little bit of that, that <laughs> the atmosphere shoe. at the SEC championship That man. was a tough one. Who yeah. throws
0: a shoe? Who throws a shoe? <laughs> Honestly. I mean,
2: that was crazy. It was I've never seen up. anyone <laughs> throw a <laughs> shoe. I mean, he threw it 30 yards oh, down the field. Was, that's what I'm saying, 30 dude. yards down so the field. I put him I mean, up up against his of PO. his hand, guys. It was no big deal. It can happen to anybody. I, I would have said, dude, I was trying to throw it to the sideline, like uh, to the, you know, get it off the yeah, field. It wasn't going to work, <laughs> Billy. No, it wasn't going to work. All right.
0: Last question. On your website, billyhorshall.com, Says you met your now wife Brittany during junior golf, and it was love at first sight for you. But it took her a little longer
2: to come around. Yeah, yeah, I want to know
0: how long did it take her to come around, and what's the craziest thing you did to try to woo her?
2: Well, I stalked the shit out of her at, at Doral. <laughs> do. Just throw it out there. I stalked the, stalked shit, out of the her. shit out of her. <laughs> I mean, literally, we were at Doral. We were out playing her. the Doral Publix, and I got through the first day. I think you know we had two practice whatever. I'm, I see her on the putting green. Like, oh wow, that's cool. I'm gonna go. Put and then literally i stalked her when she left putting green you know i i would leave too and then like if i saw her somewhere like i would literally like just start going that way even if i was going the opposite direction i mean a short game? it was a short game. awful weird, but it's so weird i was i was my game back then was shit, and, <laughs> and it's never been great let's just say that um but um she actually said the first words to me we were warming up for the final round and there the range is really small it's not what it is now and you only got like 30 20 balls to hit and you had to hit them in like 10 minutes so you always lined up behind the person waiting to hit so i hit ball i'm hitting and then all of a sudden i look back and she's behind me and i go like, oh, hey and she goes oh i see you're a florida gator fan i said yeah i'm also going to school there and she goes i am too i'm like oh wow that's really cool and so little mingling and then um we saw each other at some other um uh, AJJ events. She'll, there's this one funny story. I'll say this, she'll always sell, tell me this, um, or bring it up. There was another girl going to Florida named Mallory Blackwelder, Julian mm-hmm. Trudeau's wife. I love, that. and oh, so, yeah. um, she was coming into Florida before Britney. And so, I remember going up to Britney at an AJJ Rolex event in, L- uh, in Hilton Head at Long Cove, and I, I saw her, I ran up to her, I'm like, Hey, Britney, Britney hey, you think you could introduce me to Mallory and put in a good word in for me? Oh, and good. and she was, I didn't realize this till later, she was pissed. She was so excited that I was coming up, running up to her, thinking I was going to, you know, yeah, yeah. something special. Make no, no, jealous, no, I was, Billy. so, and then she came to school and we were on and off dating and everything. And so um, finally around our, our middle or junior year, she, she realized, she realized I was, I was something special. She realized how lucky she could be. Once I finished All-American four years in a row, she knew I was the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe she knew I was wearing the FedEx Cup, and she's like, I'm coming along As soon as I
1: tapped in at Eastlake, she said, I like this fella. No, (laughs)
2: No, so it's been great. Um, She's Uh, never been at any of my wins. She's never been at any of my wins. Sorry,
0: Brittany, you got to stay home.
2: And she knows that, too. And she she actually posted something a couple weeks ago on Instagram because someone, uh, she did some question or something, and she said, I've never been at Billy's wins. Um, She's always been at home, and I whether it was with having kids or something, and then um, we're both superstitious, so she doesn't fly in if I'm playing well. But I'm trying to get her to... I'm trying to play well so, so, she, can so she can fly in. in. I, I, I really want... I. Before the end of my career, I really want her to be at a win, and all my kids to be at a win. Reverse the curse. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what if she's like, say she's at a tournament and you're leading? Or does she fly home Saturday night? No, no, no. She stays. get out of town. Okay. She, no, <laughs> if she's at I a tournament, go. hey, beat if it. She's I'm at winning. A tournament, She's always stayed at a tournament.
2: <laughs> okay. But you know, I'm not going to pull a Dustin Johnson and and, and send home your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Winning's winning. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Billy. Perfect. This has
0: been a blast, my man. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Thanks, that guys. Was awesome. And that was Billy Horschel. Please, so I got the. I mean, I was very lucky to play on the Walker Cup team with him and a bunch of other studs. It was an absolute blast. It was hilarious seeing him and Rory go at it. And then how about Rory's the guy he takes down to win his FedEx Cup.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if uh, if Steve Stricker's listening to this right now, maybe take note. There seems to be one kryptonite for Rory McIlroy, and it's Billy Orschel. He's he's got a hell of a track record against him. But I thought it was cool, like we're talking about him winning the FedEx Cup and how he won. You know, after the first week where he missed the cut, he goes uh, he has two wins in a second mm-hmm. after that, and he was without question, the hottest player on the planet wins the FedEx Cup, beat Roy McIlroy down the stretch. But at that time, uh, Ryder Cup selections were already made. Mm -hmm. And then I think he's – I honestly think he's the reason why it's been changed because, like, here's a guy – you you want him on your team no matter what, and he didn't get to play that year. And now they're like, hey, let's move it till the end after the FedEx Cup and pick the best player, which only makes makes all the sense in the world. So I don't know. But that's a – if you're the guy that's the reason for the rule change, it's tough to look back and be like, man, I should have been on that squad.
0: Yeah. Hey, you're uh, winning every time you tee it up. No. You didn't play good enough early enough. We're just going to skip. We're going to take
1: this guy that about yeah. 17 months ago is pretty yeah. hot. Yeah.
0: So I'm glad they changed that rule. Billy Horschel deserved to be on that team um, for Captain Tom Watson back in the day. And hopefully he'll make it for Steve Stricker. But, I mean, this guy, he's so much talent. It's a joke. He's just been a fixture on the PGA Tour. Streaky, streaky putter. He mentioned he made some changes to his putter before that run in the playoffs and just obviously changed his life. He only won like 13 and a half million in three weeks. Yeah, not, not, a, not, not a, a bad, bad little ride. run. But man, he's such a good dude, nice, nice as can be. Texted him to come on. Didn't even hesitate. He said love to, It'd be a pleasure. Came over and and we had a blast. We got, we, you know, we went Georgia Bulldog to Florida Gator, which is kind of yeah. interesting. We reversed it there. But uh, but with I love sitting down with Billy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's one of those guys, like we brought it up during the show, like he strikes me as one of those guys that we call, quote-unquote, bulldogs. Like he, when he gets in that spot, he wants to kill you. He wants to do it, which I think is what makes the best team players in the world. And he talked about how much that Walker Cup meant to him and how much he'd love to be on one of these team things going forward. He's hovering right there. It just takes a, a couple weeks uh, with the way that things are set up this year. If he can go out there and peel something off, there's a chance we might uh, get to see him at Whistling Straits.
0: Yep, we'll be keeping our eye on Billy Horschel, that's for sure. But Sleaze? You made quite a move this week in Let's the gambling Let's talk about picks. it. You, you, I mean, you were over. you were uh-huh. shut out, you had $0 in the bank account, and you went out on a limb, you took, I mean, one of the favorites, just to get in there. <laughs> the only problem is, or, but good for you, he's, he played well, but the only problem is, now he's done for the he,
1: rest of the year. He's the guy I pick pretty much every week <laughs> yeah. on every show we do. But I had to get out of as That's my slump buster yep. right there. I said last week, I was like, if Xander doesn't play good this week, like I, there's something there. So seeing him up there, I mean, legitimately on Sunday, I was like, he's the guy to beat. I know just Jordan's right there. The way he was driving it all week, I thought for sure this was Xander's to win. But you get a second place out of You'll him. It's hard it. to do a whole lot better than that. I'm off the schneid now, yep. so we can put it all to bed.
0: And My guy, Hideki Matsuyama, didn't have his normal week around Waste Management Phoenix Open, but still made me a check. I still think... It's a very, very close, close race. But producer Mark, what do we got?
2: Yeah. So as you guys said, Xander tied for second, six hundred and forty-nine thousand dollars, and that will give Drew the lead as Hideki Matsuyama's T forty-two was good for twenty-three thousand eight hundred and fifty-three, giving Drew the lead of one hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars. Perfect. This thing could turn quick.
0: I mean, if he pars 18, I still oh, got the lead.
1: I was out there walking on yeah. 18 fairways for Perez. Like this, is big this putt doesn't matter for a tournament. This yeah. is a big putt. There's a big money putt all for right. the show.
0: Well, that means you have the honor this week. We got the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, which I will be at yes. all week, covering for Golf Channel and CBS. Do the honors, my all man. Right. Who are you going with
1: this week at the AT and T Pebble Beach? Pro-Am. guess like, it even called Pro-Am this year since there's no Pro-Am? t no
0: Pebble Beach Pro.
1: Alright, the Pro. The, the, yeah, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro. I'm sticking with my strategy. It worked last week. I just went with a guy that pretty much never finished out the top five. Worked out pretty well. I'm going no research again this week. I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris, and I got two things written down for him and I just only know it because it's off the top of my head. He top 10 at Tory, and he top 20 this past week in Phoenix. Young kid. Hits the ball really good and uh, I'll ride a hot hand when I can get it. This feel there's some big name guys up at the very top but I just don't want to burn them dj's three and a half on my book three and a half to wow. one to win this week so i don't want to i don't want to use one of the biggest big dogs he and Lay are up there at the top but i'll go will's alley
0: yeah will's Alley torch just moved in the top 50 in the world by the way
1: it's moving quick yeah. too
0: all right i'm going with the guy who has played terrible as of late perfect yep, i love that terrible. strategy so i mean brooks kepka missed three straight cuts and one you never so, know this guy is a machine around pebble beach he's never won here but he top tens it every single year that i think that he's played it i believe in the last three years he's gone fourth fourth and second Jason Day.
1: Not terrible. Not I mean, terrible.
0: So At some point, Jason Day is going to turn it around.
1: It's got to. I watched him for a few holes this week in the practice round. He was playing with a great group. He had Rom, uh, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, and Jason Duffner. And I watched them for a few holes. Just kind of walked around and talked for a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't look bad. Yeah. I tell you what, if you're going to pinpoint something, I couldn't find it. But uh, I like that strategy. Okay. Guy's playing like shit, but plays good there. Yeah. That's what I did with Charles out. Didn't quite work for me. Maybe it'll work for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. we got a long ways to go, but it's going to be fun out at Pebble Beach. We're gonna throw a couple dark horse picks at you. Yes, sir. I'll tell you mine, and I'm gonna keep picking this guy until he shows up because eventually it's gonna happen. But another guy who's played really well at Pebble, you know, he's a NorCal kid. Finished 14th last year, 10th the year before. I just feel like he's trending. We play a lot of golf with him, and every time we play with him, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's gonna win a bunch of times this year. Max Homa. There you go. Going off at 15 to one.
1: Yeah, and he was actually, you know, he didn't have his best week at Phoenix Open, but a couple bad shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was one hole giving him. Big time problem on uh, uh, 14. He had some tough drives out there. But, yeah, every time we play with him, I'm like, well, I'm picking you this week. So, yeah. all right, there you go. I'm going to go with the guy for my long shot. He's 66 to 1 on my book. He's a West Coast specialist. His last four events, he's, he's been fourth at the Sony, 21st at the Amex, 30th at the Phoenix Open. Solid, nothing spectacular after Sony. But, like I said, does a ton of damage on the West Coast, specifically at Safeway, which is right down the road from Pebble Beach. Brendan Steele, 66-1. to one.
0: Steele, he can, when he finds a place he likes, he normally plays well.
1: Exactly. Keep him in NorCal, and I like his chances. I'll go Brendan Steele is my long shot at 66-1. All
0: right. Well, best of luck to everyone. We got another monster coming your way next week. You are not going to want to miss it. We're USA guys. Team USA all the way. But we got the captain of the European Ryder Cup team, Podrick Harrington, in the building, and it was an absolute blast. You are not going to want to miss it. Everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.